1: Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate.
2: Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, the NFL Show fun and kinda of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Road Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This
0: is the Packaday Podcast.
4: Uh, hello, everybody, and I hope you had a very happy holiday. As we welcome you to another episode of the Packaday Podcast, my name is Mike Well and I'm joined by Tyler Grezagork As week 16 is starting, is Getting closer, wrapping up the Packers playing Sunday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans, one of the marquee games of the 2020 season from Lambeau Field, 7:20 Central Time kickoff from Lambeau. It is Derek Henry against Aaron Rodgers, two of the top MVP candidates out there, and a game with playoff implications for both teams. The Titans can get a chance to get close to clinching their division depending on how some games go. The Packers can clinch the first the first seed with if one other game goes their way. But, uh, Tyler, it, week 16, there's a lot to be excited for, and this should be a, this could be a game for the ages between two top-flight offenses.
5: Yeah, a, the offense for the Titans has really kind of kept them propped up all year. The, the defense for the Titans has been underwhelming. Uh, you know, they added Desmond King, which was a nice addition for them. But overall, the defense has just struggled. I think that they've struggled with injuries. Did you even Clowney has not played a ton this year? Uh, the guy who is the high-ticket, late-season, or late-off-season pre-agent addition. So, Overall, I mean, the defense for the Titans has struggled this year. So the offense, though, has managed to keep this team alive. They've won a lot of close games uh, as they've worked their way through the 2020 season. They've really kind of teetered that line of underwhelming, overwhelming, overwhelming performances. They've won some really good games. They've lost some really bad games. Uh, overall, though, they've, they're not a team that you want to mess with, and I think that they have a formula that uh, could really put Green Bay in its place this week.
4: So we know the formula that is Derrick Henry, but when you factor in, they also have uh, A.J. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, John U. Smith, Ryan Tandle's having a good year. There's a lot to forward to which We'll talk to in a little bit, about in a little bit, but first, before we get into the Packers-Titans game, there's a couple games for Packers fans to keep an eye on on Sunday as well. Uh, the first one is the Bears and the Jaguars, the actively tanking Jaguars who are not playing their all-pro running back because reasons. They're claiming an injury. But the Bears control their destiny. If they win their last two games against Jacksonville and Green Bay, they're in the playoffs. And we never, I never thought I have said that a month ago, but here we are. But so if that game happens... That could change things of how Green Bay might want to schedule what they want to do in Week 17. Absolutely,
5: because even though they would have real no no real effect on their season, it might be completely worth it to just shatter the hopes of Bears fans in Week 17. But that's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Uh, Packers have to really deploy the just win strategy, just win this week, and then worry about the week after. Uh, they 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 need a little bit of help to claim the one seed, but it really is theirs to lose. Right now, they do control their own destiny in terms of getting that one seat, just win out, and it's theirs. But if they win this week and a Rams victory over the Seahawks, uh, it will be theirs as well. So that is what they need to do. And, you know, that Rams-Seahawks game could go either way. Uh, And I think, honestly, if that happens and the Packers lock up the one seed this week, I am 100% garnering an extra bye week for a lot of my starters, uh, throwing them, uh, giving them limited snaps. I'm throwing Jordan Love out there next week, and hopefully you can still snag away the Bears' playoff hopes by playing Jordan Love at quarterback and just kind of usher in the new era there.
4: No no, And and just, again, we don't want to look too far ahead, but just how fun would it be to have the Bears season ended by Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon? Running a test just, just to mess up. It'd,
5: it'd be absolutely amazing.
4: <laughs> and, but like you said, the other game, uh, Rams, Seahawks, that's the marquee late afternoon game, the 3 o'clock central start. Uh, yeah, I said if the Rams win and, and the Packers take care of business against the Titans, that one seed will be locked, and the Road to the Super Bowl will be going through the frozen tundra once again for the first time in nine years. But then looking forward to this game itself. The Packers did make a couple of moves on Saturday. Corey Lindsley is back off injury reserve, and he's not on the injury report anymore, so he will be playing. He's not listed with the designation. They have elevated from the practice squad to the roster for the game, Brian Price, another defensive lineman to stop the run, and Dexter Williams, which leans towards Jamal Williams not being able to overcome his doubtful status, and he will likely not be suiting up for that game. They also signed a punter to the, to the practice squad as well. That punter is is Ray, Ryan Winslow from Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh uh, played in the AAF really I think just a precaution in case the sufferer to hit Mason Crosby or J.K. Scott it's, I think it's just a precaution with that just to cover all your bases because with the practice squad late in the season you know who you got you're probably not going to be bringing in too many extra guys but I think the big one there is Corey Lindsay coming back that allows them to go back to their typical lineup probably move Billy Turner back out to right tackle Elton Jenkins to being a Pro Bowl guard And then Lucas Patrick back to his natural right side. Just getting Lindsley back is going to be massive for the Packers.
5: Yeah, you know, and that's not a slight to Alton Jenkins. He did a great job in the absence of Corey Lindsley, but you can't replace the intellectual intangibles that Corey Lindsley brings to your offensive line. Uh, Just the comfortability he has with Aaron Rodgers. those are things that you can't replace easily. And, you know, the Aaron, Aaron Rodgers-Cory Linsley duo has been there for several seasons now. Uh, it's not going to immediately breed chemistry with Elton Jenkins and Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, it, it's a lot bigger deal than I think a lot of people wanted to let on. I mean, the offensive line struggled. The last week, so you know the there has been a noticeable decline in the offensive line play over the past couple of weeks since Linsley departed. But him coming back is, I think, a very big piece to them completing their roster into the playoffs. Just another reason to get that bye week. If if they can lock it up this week, that's great. You essentially give yourself three weeks to get everybody healthy, uh, get everybody healthy, get everybody prepared for whoever your divisional round opponent would be. Uh, the, the one seed, it means so much more than it ever has before. And so just make sure you're, you know, taking care of business one game at a time. And uh, don't worry about what the rest of the league is doing. That's honestly the only way you can approach it. But, um, yeah, getting Lindsley back is gonna be a big piece of that. I think the Rodgers and this offense are gonna be able to move the ball pretty much at will. Uh, we talked about some of the talented pieces on this tit- talented pieces on this Titans defense. However, they've overall struggled. So hopefully, Green Bay is able to take the burden off the defense. Who's gonna have their hands full with Derrick Henry?
4: Looking toward that game, of course, the forecast scheduled for Sunday night. It looks it's going to be fairly chilly, a 20 degrees about the low. But a good chance of some snow could be one to two inches falling throughout the course of the night. That's, that'll, that'll probably take the air out of the ball a little bit. But again, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, I think, are more than capable of carrying the load. And if you can limit Derrick Henry and what he can do, he, he he's, had, he's had a great year, but he's also had some games where he hasn't performed against some of the top defenses. Not Green Bay has that at all. But they, their run defense has gotten better as the season has gone on. And if they can rally to the ball, hit Derrick Henry low and really and get him down quickly, will we'll weather play a part?
5: Weather's well, always a factor when you're playing in Green Bay in December. Uh, and so this is why you brought in a guy like A.J. Dillon, right? Because you want to model what the Titans have been able to do, which is when you want to control the game with the run. And uh, the Packers have kind of gotten away from that the past quarter of the season. Uh, they, they haven't really... They haven't really dictated the game with the running game like they've wanted to, like they have in the past. Uh, I think that this would be a great opportunity to really see what you have in AJ Dillon and to see what you can use this three-headed monster at running back Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and AJ Dillon, how you can really ride them through the playoffs and dictate games that way and, uh, keep some of the bags, here keep some of the tricks in the bag in your passing game. Uh, that way you can just, you know, you can whip them out when you need to and not necessarily, uh, you know, taking it to teams. I'm not one for just blowing up the score because you can, because that means you're giving more teams more opportunities to see what you're doing. Uh, I like keeping it simple when you get up big and just kind of not necessarily becoming a turtle in a shell, but, you know, definitely not, pulling all the tricks out of the bag, as I mentioned before. So uh, I would like to be able to get this running game going. I think A.J. Dillon needs some confidence. Uh, he needs more opportunities. Uh, he, in flashes, in uh, brief opportunities, has been has looked good, I should say. And that's very limited on both fronts. But I, I, I don't necessarily think he's a bust because he's not playing, so we can just kind of squash that right away. So I'm hoping... Everything points to him being able to have an opportunity to be impactful this week against a team in the Titans where they should be able to run the ball. So hopefully we get some A.J. Dillon this week. And then, um, you know, the offense can kind of carry the load for the defense because they're going to have their hands full. As I said, Uh, they're going to get ran over. The defense is going to get run over this week And they're going to need to stay off the field as much as possible Yeah,
4: that's a good way of putting it And, and you talk, we've talked earlier about the Titans defense They're bottom of the pack at almost everything They did get Adoree Jackson back a couple weeks ago But he's, again, not the greatest tackling corner Butler's not the best tackling corner right now And if you can get maybe outside the perimeter a little bit You can rely on some of those blocking receivers Like Alan Lazard, MVS, uh, Mercedes Lewis, obviously We know what he can do as a blocker And time of possession is going to be critical in this game It's if you Like you said, if you can control the clock keep your defense off the field, keep their offense off the field. There's a good chance that you'll you'll be able to score, you'll get that one extra possession you might need. You'll be able to get and get some points on that. It's just limiting the possessions. Don't let this game become a 40 to 38 type of game.
5: Yeah, I agree and I and I think that actually the Secondary for the Packers, which has been really good this year. I think overall they match up really well with the Titans. I know uh AJ Brown; he's really good after the catch. That's what that's what his signature is in this game. But overall, they're going to have their hands full. The Titans receivers are with J- with Jair Alexander, Kevin King, uh, Darnell Savage is playing some of the best football of his very young career. Adrian Amos is playing the best football of his career. And the four of these guys, along with whoever you want to slot in, is that third that nickel corner or the linebacker coming over as an overhang defender. You know, those, those types of players, those, those five guys, I have confidence in them to be able to defend this receiving group for the Titans. And now Johnny Smith is a great athlete there. Uh, They like to look to him in the red zone. Uh, I, I think, Honestly, it's going to be the Derrick Henry show, though. I look back to the Minnesota Vikings game where they rode Dalvin Cook down the field. Uh, ultimately, one that ended up winning the game was a 28-22 to 22 or something like that. They won by like a possession, uh, but they just controlled the game. And Kirk Cousins had maybe 150 passing yards, maybe, and he didn't have to do much, but just hand the ball off, turn around and hand the ball off. This game could turn into that very easily, and I, I would hope that Lafleur, who has done a tremendous job making adjustments throughout the season, uh, the offense was a little stale last week. They still got the win, obviously, but the offense was a little stale. I, I think that they come out with some uh, some new looks, some new plays on offense, and hopefully that allows them to keep the offense on the field because if they do what they did last week against the Panthers, I think that's a formula for losing this game against the Titans, who will be much more efficient on offense simply because they'll be able to run the ball four or five four or five yards a pop, and they won't have to rely on – the Panthers making extraordinary plays to stay on the field from Teddy Bridgewater or uh, DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson. So uh, the Titans are certainly capable of putting up points. They've been doing it all year. Ryan Tannehill has been good. Uh, I wouldn't say great. I think he's really benefited from a good offense overall. But Derrick Henry has been the key to everything. You kind of stop the running game. That stops the play action here. Uh, It really helps your guys not have to think too much about playing defense. And they can just kind of run with the wide receivers. I think, you know, as we've said all year, man coverage here might be the best option for this Packers team. And then just allow the rest of the other eight guys or seven guys to just focus on stopping the run. I think that's honestly your best bet.
2: 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site, according to CompScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Term and conditions apply. Yeah,
4: I'm with you on that. And I know there's been some mixed opinions on the young linebackers in Barnes and Martin this year. But I think compared to what we've seen from Christian Kurtz, this is the game for them to get some more snaps. Because they both go downhill really well. Cole Martin is a wrecking ball when he actually makes contact and you don't want to be tentative when Derrick Henry's running at you. You got to go up there and stick and make the hit and you got to be able to initiate some of that contact. And I think that's the perfect prime spot for a guy like Kamal Martin to make an impact early on, set a tone
5: and really get this defense going as much as they can against what is probably the best run, best runner in the league. Very close to Dalvin Cook. I, I, I think I would give the edge to Dalvin Cook, but it's very, very close for me. Uh, He's honestly the most physical. That That's not a debate for me, but it, they just make you miss in different ways. Derrick Henry runs through you. Dalvin Cook just runs around you. On, it, it's all about being able to tackle, take the correct angles, being productive and efficient with your tackles and the way you make plays on the ball. I think th- this game breeds a linebacker like Kamal Martin, more so than it does Christian Kirk Kirksey or Chris Barnes, because I think that you're gonna be looking for that thumper downhill. You're gonna be looking for that guy to lay a big hit on Derrick Henry, maybe shake him up or throw him off his game for a little bit. I, I I like Kamal Martin to be able to get some extra looks in this game. But at the same time, he's not a he's a good runner in the sense of he will make you pay if you're not playing to your assignments either. So Kamal Martin, the reason he struggled to get on the field is due to the fact that he plays a little crazy and he can uh, over pursue sometimes, and sometimes that allows him to make tremendous plays four yards deep in the backfield, and other times it allows him to overblow his assignment tremendously and just allow for big runs. So uh, hopefully he can become consistent because if he can, if he can become a consistent piece of this defense, he's going to be a tremendous compliment to a guy like Chris Barnes, who's a little bit better in coverage. Uh, and, they, and he's been Chris Barnes has been fantastic. I don't think you can ask anything more of a UDFA than they have from him. And so those two guys are going to be key because they're going to have to make smart reads. They to have to make smart tackles. Kenny Clark's going to have his hands full because you know he can get double teams all game. Uh, so the other run-stuffing guys, Tyler Lancaster, Dean Lowry, these guys are going to have to be really smart. Uh, they're I'm not so much worried about the outside runs in this game. I mean, they're obviously going to be a thing. You can't run it. You can't run it inside the whole time. But the biggest thing the Packers have struggled with is holding their edges in the run game, and so Z'Darrius, Smith, Preston, Smith, Rayshon, Gary, uh, they're also going to become key parts of it. Uh, the entire defensive front is going to have their hands full.
4: You're right, and I was just actually just going to ask you about that with the Titans, probably their weakest part of the offensive line is their tackles. I mean, see, Taylor LeJuan is his has not been there. Uh, I see Jack Conklin left in free agency this past offseason. You don't you don't want the Smiths to get too aggressive judging on field. You want them to hold the edge, but on the other hand, if they do try and run that play action, you know you have an advantage when rushing against that offensive line.
5: You do, and I think that's why I say you just got to take Jair, throw whatever receiver you want, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, you throw them on uh, Jair Island, as he so eloquently stated. He likes playing outside because he gets the ability to shut those guys down. Uh, and Kevin King, he's hes not as bad as he was made out to be last week. Last week was a bad matchup for him. Those Those archetypes of wide receivers are exactly the type of wide receiver that's going to beat Kevin King, all right? That's why he was not a first-round pick. I mean, injuries are part of it as well. Uh, he's a press corner, and those guys, uh, when you're playing Kevin King off the line, that's the type of receiver that's going to make Kevin King look silly because that's not what he does. He's not he's not the shiftiest and the twitchiest player. He's definitely got some of those abilities. But he's not going to be able to compete with Robbie Anderson on a slant. Like, that's not going to happen. And that's just Mike Pettin putting him in poor situations, I'll admit. And the, the tackle he missed in the backfield uh, was not good either. But, you know, he blew up the play. He blew up the play regardless. He made the correct read. And, yeah, you want him to be able to finish it. He makes that play a lot of times, and he doesn't get credit for it. So, I. He he didn't have as bad of a week as I think a lot of people made him out to have last week. I think he bounces back this week with a big game. Uh, I think, like I said before, that the secondary overall for the Packers matches up really well with what the Titans are trying to do. Corey Davis had a resurgence this year. Uh, he's had a fourth-year breakout. A.J. Brown is who he is. you got to tackle him. He's really good after the catch. So it's going to be really interesting to watch these guys, but they could be the, honestly the key in this game because, like you said, the play action after running with Derrick Henry – if they can lock down the wide receivers, the play action is going to be null and void. You know, there's obviously you're going to design plays where you can get the ball in the hands of some other players and whatnot. But it's about play design at that point. But if you can blow up the play design, good defense will be good offense.
4: Absolutely, and when you look at the the battle, that's going to be Arthur Smith and Matt Lafleur help each of them cause their offenses. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Turning it toward the Packers' offense, we talked a little bit about AJ Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones, obviously coming off a big week against Carolina. You got to think also. Uh, Bob Tunney is going to make an impact against this linebacking core. What are you looking for besides just the running game? What are you? What, how do you think Matt Lafleur is going to try and balance out? Because he said he wanted to be able to run the ball a little bit more than what they called last week in that second half. How do you think he he kind of tries to balance that up this week?
5: Well, I, I mean, we look to A.J. Dillon with Aaron Jones. I think that the we can get some do, uh, some two-back sets there between the two of them. And, and uh, really, I think it's going to be a lot of short passes as well. Just getting this offense in a flow again, uh, I think that they've started to kind of get out of what was so effective from them in the beginning parts of the season, which was just we'll take you and we'll nickel and dime you four to five yards of play that's great, and then we'll bust you open for a 40-yard play. They still have some of the big plays. I think that they've kind of gotten away from the 4-5 to five nickel and diming part of it, and they've been a little bit more focused on some of the intermediate stuff in their offense, and that's kind of hurt them. Uh, and so the offensive line, too, last week was struggling to give Aaron Rodgers the same time he's had all year long. And, you know, let's let's give them credit where it's due. They have done a tremendous job all year. They had a bad game last week overall. I mean, uh, David Bakhtiari was himself was struggling, the best offensive lineman there. So they were all struggling. Struggling last week, and uh, honestly, the, the offense suffered because I think they've gotten away from the, let's just get the ball out of Rogers' hand type stuff, uh, and, and I believe that LaFleur is going to take this team back to the drawing boards, and you know, it's funny to think about the NFL season sometimes because it really is uh, in in sets of games you know cuz you have the first set of games where you have plays that you've been coming up with all off season they work and then teams adjust so you have to come up with the next set of plays for the for the middle of the season or the later half of the season and you know then teams adjust and you have to come up with new plays so it's really about continually adjusting throughout the season. And that's where Mike McCarthy struggled because the plays that he came up with in the beginning part of the season, he expected those to work later on, and they just didn't. And he he failed to adjust. I think the floor has done a good job of adjusting moving forward. Uh, this team is doing a good job right now of playing complementary football. The defense is off. The offense is on. The offense is off. The defense is on. When this team starts to put it together, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, uh, they're going to be dangerous because the defense has top ten potential. It does have top ten potential. Uh, I think some of the players are being misused, but that's kind of beating a dead horse right now. The offense is obviously top ten. You know, it's a top five, top three offense, in inarguably. So it's. The pieces are there for this team to be really good overall, playing really good complementary football. Uh, they're going to have their hands full as they move through the playoffs, obviously. But you know, their focus is this week handling a team that is the kryptonite of the Packers. This is the 49ers of the AFC of the AFC in the sense they don't play great defense. That's fine, but offensively. They are the 49ers of the AFC, and so this is the team that you need to overcome to give yourself that confidence boost to go beat a team like the 49ers, which <laughs> they're not going to be in the playoffs this year, but there are teams that will be able to do what the Niners have done, and so uh, that's what you need to do, is you need to be able to get to stop that run game. This is going to be a tremendous barometer of that. They have done a better job as the year has progressed, but a lot of that is probably because the, the offense is not allowing defense the defense to have to stop the run they've They've been playing the pass a lot because they've been ahead a lot. So that helps that. But, you know, hopefully the, the steady improvement there. I think DVOA, they're still 21st in the league. So if you see the, uh, the defense run, imp- the, de- the run defense improve, then I think that overall this defense is going to uh, really kind of skyrocket in terms of uh, overall effectiveness. Well, absolutely.
4: And they've been making some of those turnover plays recently as well. They've been getting to the quarterback a bit more. And I think their offense. I think the top three scoring teams are within three total points of each other between Tennessee, Kansas City, and Green Bay. I think they're all they're all that close. I think Tennessee's got three more points than Green Bay total. But the last thing before we get to our predictions, we talk about how the offensive defense can kind of counter each other, they complement each other well. Special teams hasn't done that for the most part outside of Mason Crosby. The Titans have a decent special teams. They 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 can they can block well. They they get some solid returns. Will Redmond's not going to play? He's probably their top special teams guy. Uh, who is this the time for Josh Jackson to get back out there and replace him?
5: He has to. I mean, Josh Jackson's got to step up somewhere. I was I was talking to a couple of close buddies of mine the other day, and I said, I understand what Gutikuns is saying of he didn't. He's not the type of player that they thought was best fitting for that roster that day, but. I think it's a huge red flag if he came even play special teams. If you're going to put him on the roster solely to play other posi- to play his position, that's great. But he can't even play special teams. That's a big red flag to me. So I'm hoping that he can get out there this week and really kind of put those uh, those concerns to bed because he needs to have he needs to have a big week. I think his time in Green Bay is coming to an end slowly. Uh, he had maybe one or two games where he played well. He's had a couple games where he hasn't really made mistakes, but he didn't play super well. And I don't I, – I think his confidence has been kind of whittled away at by just the lack of playing time and the injuries and all these other things. And so he needs to get out there and be impactful on special teams. And I think if he can do that, it's going to help him go a long way in towards being a productive corner and an effective corner on, on this defense because there's certainly a spot and a role for that.
1: The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year – but you can be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day, every day, head to bet online online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, again, we'll
4: keep this, this fairly short. Again, it's holiday weekend, a lot of football to watch going into this Sunday. So, Tyler, I'll go to you first. How do you think this game goes on Sunday night?
5: I think it's something like 34 to 26. You know, I think the Packers win by about a touchdown. Um, Honestly, I I do believe that they're going to be able to keep the Titans off the field enough where they won't be able to just run the ball the entire time. And the defense can stay well-rested, and they can at least make it not so easy for Derrick Henry. He's probably going to get 100 yards in this game. That's going to be expected. The key is going to be getting off the field on third downs. The key is going to be for the offense to not have quick three and outs because if you're just going to throw your defense back out there after they've worked hard to get off the field, it's not going to end well for you because it's exactly what the Titans want. So the Titans are going to be aggressive on defense. You're going to have to, I mean, Rodgers, I trust him in terms of uh, handling that aggressiveness, uh, and he's you know one of the best against the Blitz. You could say against any quarterback that there's – Higher chances for failure against pressure, but that's just <laughs> just basic football. He's really good against the pressure, uh, and and he's got Devontae Adams who can win a one on one, El Lazard who's got confidence in, Marcos Vadascan who could probably outrun each of the corners on the Titans secondary other than Adoree Jackson, and you know Kevin Biard is a safety too they got to look out for. There are guys on this Titans defense who can make an impact, but Rodgers is one of the safest quarterbacks in terms of protecting the football and the NFL. Uh, He might have a turnover in this game, just because I feel like it's the nature that this game is going to go, but at the same time, he's going to overall take care of this offense. He's going to make sure the offense stays on schedule and that's the biggest thing is kind of keeping the offense on schedule and keeping the offense moving. If they can do that, this game is going to go in the Packers' favor because I don't think the Titans' defense is good enough to stop them and I think the Packers' defense is good enough to make it difficult for the Titans.
4: Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Green Bay does win. I think, I think like 31-20, I think it'll come down to a field goal late from Mason Crosby. I do think also the big thing will be that I think the Packers will force a turnover in the second half. I think Tennessee he will try and get cute and run some sort of play action and it'll either be picked off or there'll, they'll, or Jair will strip it from a receiver, something like that will happen it'll be one of those game flipping plays and then that last possession going to Green Bay I think Mason Crosby can win it and get the Packers to, to win number 12 but other than that I agree with everything you said about Derrick Henry's going to get his, you got to limit the rest and, and, control, and then just control your game so as we wrap things up here on the Pack of Day podcast, Tyler, what do, you got, what do you got going on?
5: Well, actually, everything's starting to wind down for me. Uh, this last week uh, was my last week of full, full content. So uh, my Dynasty Nerds article is going away. The Game on Fantasy content is taking a huge step back. One podcast a week there. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Grez, that's T-Y-L-E-R underscore G-R-E-Z. Uh, be sure to stay tuned as draft content will start to ramp up here in the next... We'll see how long I give myself to rest, but probably about a month. For sure, and you can find me
4: on Twitter, at Mike Wenlent. Uh, I am still doing high school basketball as a broadcaster. That's going on at ZaleskiSports.com. Uh, winter break does not stop high school basketball in Wisconsin, so that's going to be going on. I'll have three games next week. Of course, follow us at Packet A Podcast on Twitter. All of our great colleagues will be putting out stuff there, and, and the pod, and the Twitter handle itself does a good job of getting that sent out and, and amplifying that so you can find all of our great colleagues there. Also find us wherever you can find podcasts. Uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes. We will be there. Uh, give us a, Subscribe to us, rate us, let us know how we're doing. We will be here every single day. And, of course, it is Packers and Titans Week 16 Sunday Night Football from Lambeau Field. A, a titanic matchup, no pun intended, between the Packers and Titans. So, everyone, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the game. And, of course, stay safe, carry the G, and go Pack Go.